0: The most frequent mailbag question this week has been, how does this guy look at spring training? Let's talk about it. Um. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And the most frequent question that I'm getting right now for the mailbag that we do every Monday, and if you have questions for the mailbag, Locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Send those in. Most common question I'm getting is, how does this guy look in spring training? How does that guy look in spring training? And there is, so there's a few things to think about here is one, quality of your opponents matter. So in spring training, if you see an impressive stat line from a guy, go to baseball reference and baseball reference has a section in the spring training that adjusts for quality of opponent. And they give a numerical score And a guide to translate that. Some some people will be in there and the average difficulty they faced has been that of a single A team. So if you see an impressive stat line or a not impressive stat line, Kate Cavalli, uh, go in and look to see the quality of the opponent they were facing when they got those stats. But uh, there's a great article that just came out from Baseball America where they talked to some MLB scouts, granted them anonymity, uh, to give their unfiltered thoughts on some prospects, and what's really cool about this is these sc- these scouts have made some pretty good predictions in the past. Um, last year, they predicted Shohei Ohtani having a breakout year. Jonathan India, Akil Badu, Tyler O'Neill, Jonathan India, like that. You know, Alex Manoa I said Indian twice. They predicted some of these guys, and then. Um, Year before that, they talked about Tyler Matzik, Zach Gallon, Tony Gonsolin, um, 2019, David Fletcher, Sandy Alcantara, Brandon Lau. So I wanted, I, I saw this and I'm like, all right, not every single one of these guys are prospects, but a lot of these guys are. And let's talk about, you know, some of these, some of these quotes, some of this stuff from some of these guys. The first one I want to talk about is let's let's start with the AL East. Uh, Third baseman Orelvis Martinez of the Blue Jays. And the quote here, again, these are all anonymous from MLB scouts currently working for uh, Major League Baseball organizations. He's been on fire in big league camp. He's gotten thicker, more muscular. He homered off a AAA pitcher in a big league game on a breaking ball. Just seeing him recognize and pick up the spin for such a young hitter compared to some other guys at that stage where you have concerns about potentially handling off speed, he crushed it. He's been one of the standouts so far for them. Looks like a dude for sure. Just seeing him handle that breaking stuff from upper-level arms, not chasing, and having good at-bats, that was really impressive. So, you love to hear that. Or, or, Elvis Martinez, number three prospect in the Blue Jays system. Uh, and it's somebody, you know, 2018 IFA, six one one ninety. You heard there they mentioned him as a third baseman. I think he's a guy, um, he's a below-average runner and he's going as he's got up in size he's slowed down so i think that's that's going to continue he's going to end up at third so that's why you see them put him there at third even though he's technically listed as a shortstop still but uh, 395 at bats last year in the minors batted 261 345 549 28 home runs uh, you know he he really like a lot of that tracks with what we've heard. You know, it, it he has a lot of of strength in his kinetic chain and can really, you know, put put power behind a ball. And that was before he he grew up. I mean, I I see him now probably as a 30 plus home run hitter. Um the thing that I didn't hear a lot about in that is he's always kind of been a pool guy. I wonder if he's if he can if he's more all fields or if he's still kind of a pool guy. But a report where you have to feel good about, oh, yeah, I mean, they absolutely think that he can do this now and he could be the guy. Uh, another scout here. Um, so, Ray's pitcher, Taj Bradley. So, he looks really good. High 90s fastball, two plus secondary pitches. Great athlete, great body, still projectable. Middle of the rotation type future. Uh, quality feel to pitch, decent control with command. Definitely seems like the arrow is pointed upward pretty steeply. It's good stuff and it's pretty projectable. It makes you sit there and think, wow, if everything is starting to come together this quickly, where are we going to be this time next year? So Bradley, number four guy in the Rays system, um, 2018 fifth rounder out of high school. Dropped a baseball, sorry. And um, that's something where the fastball has been adding velocity, adding velocity. And the report on him at the end of the year last year was that you know he's be, he's begun to master that slider. You hear it's now a plus pitch. Um, you know has the curveball has a change up. The curveball was fading a bit. Well, you hear now it's kind of up to a to a plus pitch as well. Um, working on the change, but kind of th- the thing was like the Rays move pitcher slowly. Where is he going to go? Uh, I figured he'd probably spend most of this year at Double A. You hear some of this, it kind of sounds like, okay, maybe he's going to get moved to AAA a little bit later in the season. Again, I'm big on promote pitchers aggressively. The Rays are not. The Rays are very conservative when it comes to projecting their pitchers. So something where if he continues the trajectory here, two plus secondary pitches, high 90s fastball, uh, very repeatable delivery with good tempo, you can absolutely see him being a three to a two and being in that top 10 Pitching, prospects, and baseball conversation at this time next year if all of that continues. Uh, The third guy, Delvey Garcia of the Yankees. Quote here, he's been really good. They're going to have to start him at some point. The curveball is back. Uh, They tried to make him a slurvy curveball guy, but he's 5'7 and not very big. I don't know what metrics or biomechanically they thought a slurvy breaking ball would help him with when he pitches at the top of the zone. Um, It set him back two years, but he's only 23 uh, curveball's back, and the fastball was 94-96 with a ride, and it jumped out of his hand. He holds his velo. I wouldn't be shocked if he's middle of the rotation at some point. They left him alone, and now he's good again. And so, Delby Garcia, a guy, had climbed as high as number two in the system, and then had fallen, I think he was in mid-teens now this year, for um, for the Yankees. And it's something where, I mean... You remember 2020, he he opened a playoff game. Like he was he was in a playoff game for the Yankees in 2020 in that shortened season. <coughs> and I think it's something where they introduced that kind of slider, that slurvy curveball. They've gotten rid of that, and he's back. Um and I think a lot of that came down to the arm slot. The arm slot had really dropped. And when the arm slot dropped, that curveball lost all of its uh, flair and he didn't throw it a whole lot after that. But it's now back to you know that curveball is back. I think he's going to be the guy who he's going to be back in that conversation. I think by midseason, you see a midseason update. He's going to be back in that top ten of prospects for the Yankees. Um, not sure exactly where he'll end up, but just you know he's going to be he's going to be high up on that list simply because that if that curveball truly is back, then I mean that is an elite curveball. Uh, you look at the pitchers ahead of him. You have Luis Gill, you have a Medina, a Wadichuk, a Wesneski. You've got a couple guys ahead of him, uh, but nobody that necessarily blows you away. That he can not at least be in the conversation for best pitching prospect in the system, if that curveball is as good as it had been a few years ago. If that uh, if 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 that curveball was there, uh, so look for him to go to Triple A, start Bar, um, rebuild some of that stock. Um, the good thing is he's still young. I mean, he was born in 99, 2015 IFA. So still have plenty of time on that. And in just a minute, I kind of do want to cover some of the prospects that you've heard of some of the bigger names and talk about what they're up to. But first today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars, but are better for you than candy bars. All Built Bars are covered in one percent real chocolate. Uh, they are, they are 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, uh, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, fantastic for you. Replace all of your stashed-away treats, your high-calorie snacks with Built Bars. They will fill you up and they are good for you. Uh, tons of flavors. Go to Built.com. You can check out the list of all the flavors. They have flavors we always have. They have recurring flavors. They have limited time flavors. They had a shamrock one um, last, you know, last month for St. Patrick's Day. So While you're at Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So the next group of prospects are, you know, from this list, guys you have definitely heard of. They're going to be in the top 100. They're going to be in these big lists, uh, these big rankings. Uh, And if you've listened to this show, any, you know I'm a big Bobby Witt guy. Bobby Witt in here, the... uh, the the report from the scout, he's going to be a stud. If they were in contention last year, I wouldn't have been shocked to hit, see him make the big leagues at some point. And he definitely earned his way to doing so. I really think he's just an absolute superstar. Swing approach, everything is there. The fact he could be that twitchy of an athlete, first game back from the lockout. I had him beat out a chopper to the second baseman with a 4-1-1 down the line, which is really fast. And he's able to hit 450-foot tanks as well. The guys you've seen that are the Hanley Ramirez, Mike Trout type guys. That's pretty special. I don't know what else on this show we can say about Bobby Witt Jr. other than, I swear he better be up this year. Like, we, it, it is inexcusable to not have him up. It looks like. We are a week out. It looks like he's going to make the opening day roster for the Royals. Like he'll be playing third base to Nicky Lopez. You lose a little bit of the versatility and the value there and a less premium defensive position. But either way, uh, getting Bobby Witt to the bigs is a win for all of us. Uh, He can win too. If he's first or second rookie of the year voting, he gets a year of service time. So uh, really excited to see what Bobby Witt does in Kansas City this year. If you go up the list, you can probably guess the other big name that they talked about. is Julio Rodriguez, outfitted for the Mariners. We had a conversation in our Locked On MLB group chat uh, about whether they were going to try to manipulate his time or not. And our Mariners hosts are pretty pretty sure that they're not going to manipulate it. Go to Locked On Mariners uh, to get more on Julio Rodriguez. But the quote here, the entire organization for the Mariners seems to do a pretty good job with plate discipline. Can confirm. And having an approach, and he had one of those. He struck out three times one of the days I saw him, but he wasn't overly antsy or swinging the bat just because. He's tracking pitches right now. It's not the same strikeouts Cody Bellinger was having, where it's like, you don't want to be that lost at the plate this early. For him, it's just calm. It was, okay, I'm watching this pitch in. He's out here slowing the game down. For him to be barely 21 and have that much of a presence on the field is incredible. And, I mean, at this point, I don't necessarily know what else we can say about Julio Rodriguez. He's going to start the season, I think, as the center fielder. So, signed in 2016, uh, 6'3", just over 200 right now. Last season, just about 300 at-bat, 347, 441, 560, 13 homers, 21 stolen bases. Obviously, went to the Olympics, uh, helped, you know, for the Dominican you know, had Olympic qualifiers, summer games, Tokyo Olympics, all that kind of stuff. And so 80 grade raw power, absolute just will hit tanks as well. And I absolutely see him as a guy, you know, third a 30 home run guy in the bigs, if not more um, hit power, you know, hit tool, power tool, both grade out like 70. His arm is good. He can play center field. They moved him to center field some last year. He's been doing it in spring training. Uh, we've heard that the Mariners don't necessarily, don't necessarily think Kalinick is going to be a great center fielder. So you're going to see him go there. Um, I'm a fan. I really hope he does get called up. Or he does stay up and debut with the team because he deserves it. And I think he's going to be in that um, in that uh, rookie of the year discussion provided he plays all year. And I'm just amazed we didn't have him in our rookie of the year draft. If you remember uh, when we did that with Jeff Carr Locked on Reds a while back, we didn't have him. In the rookie of the year draft. It's almost almost inexcusable. I don't quite understand how we did that, but we somehow just overlooked him. And he may be he may be one of the more underrated prospects in baseball at this point. Just being completely honest. Um, okay, another one here, speaking of Jeff from Locked on Reds, is uh Nick Lodolo, the left-handed pitcher. And the quote here was more strikes. Like the delivery, he's fought his legs, but it's more to control. It seems like the game is slowing down for him, and he's repeating a whole lot more. The stuff was never in question. He looked like he belonged. He acted like it belonged, and it was good. Uh, he may start on the roster. If not, at some point this year, he'll be up when the time comes. I think, personally, he's a number two or three starter, and I think he's going to get better and better as he goes. He's always going to fight his length from time to time. Uh, but he's shown anybody to be athletic enough to make the adjustment. He's got plenty of stuff. He was 93 today with angle and plane. He was throwing the slider for strikes and mixing in the changeup. It was three pitches for strikes. Pretty good recipe for success. And so, yeah, Nick LaDolo, 6'6", 202. When he talks about the length, he talks about just how much body there is to control. As somebody who is taller with, you know, lanky arms and legs... Uh, the proception understanding where your body is, is a little bit difficult, especially when you kind of grow quickly. Um, but 2019 first round pick out of TCU um, last year, fifty only had 51 innings. I had a blister problem early in the season, and then had a minor shoulder strain later in the season. So he kind of got he kind of had an abbreviated campaign there. But uh, 51 innings, 78 strikeouts, 11 walks, 2.31 ERA. So. Um, you know, limited innings there, but the cool thing is he can load everything. The slider is the only, at the time, the you know, like the the scouting report was the slider was the only plus pitch. Um, but you know, he's showing a little better. Uh, the fastballs, you know, ninety four, ninety six. He's got a he has a four seamer he can mix in there, a cutter he can mix in there, uh, but most of it's a a, a sinker, which. You don't see as much in the modern game, the sinker ballers, the Tim Hudson types. You don't see a ton of those, but there's absolutely still, especially in the era of, of launch angle and guys trying to put massive swings on balls, there's absolutely a place to have sinkers in the modern game. So Nick Lodolo is a guy uh, un- unlikely to be an ace. Usually those guys that are pitch to contact, get ground balls, they typically aren't your aces. They don't have big strikeout numbers, uh, and they can struggle when they lose their command from time to time or things like that. Uh, you know, or just miss spots, they can get crushed. But uh, he's got really good command. Like, you know, the 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 book on him was three or four. This scout's talking two or three. Either way, if you're the Reds, you have to be happy with where Nick Lodolo is. And I expect at some point in time this season, he'll be up and contribute to the big league team. And the last one actually ties into yesterday's uh, show, but Daniel Espino. And it's like he had the best stuff I've ever seen. I don't know how long the scouts have been in baseball. It's very much an anonymous thing. But the best stuff I've ever seen. He was 99-100 to 100 with a Jacob deGrom slider at 90-92 and a plus curveball. Uh, it was unbelievable. He looks taller than me. I saw him last year. We have him listed at 6 foot. He looks at least 6'2", 225, and strong like an ox. Some special stuff. I think he's got a chance to be the number one pitching prospect in baseball before too long. I don't know if I've seen anybody with more to offer than he does. It was nothing but strikes the time I've seen him. So again, a little bit different from some of the reports we had. And, you know, we, we, we talked yesterday with Jeff from, uh, locked on guardians and he's a little down on Daniel Espino. Doesn't quite think he's as good, but this is something where obviously you heard he's grown a little bit. He's a little taller now than he was. He was looking at six foot. Now he's closer to six, two, um, has the size on him. And then just the absolute weapons are there. So something that you kind of, you know, you love to see, uh, I love to hear that you know doing better uh, and absolutely can contribute at a high level whenever the Guardians call him up and just add into a, a great rotation. I feel like, like Cleveland's a great place for a pitcher to be because you can see what they've done with the talent they've had. Give them a guy with all of these tools and see what he's going to go do. And in just a minute, I, w- I do want to tell you about some of the guys on this list that are Former prospects that have been in the league for for a little bit of time, but first today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. After months of playing college basketball, has picked the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your betting needs and your sports info, odds, contests, player props, you name it. It is the best spot for your latest sports developments uh, for all leagues this season. Not a college basketball fan? That's fine. They have pro basketball. Uh, They have hockey, UFC, casino games. And just recently, I got the email that had the player props on the season. So I'm going to pull out, like I I just got this email, I'm going to pull out some of the rookie information and we're going to talk about some of these rookies and see if they're going to hit these numbers. There's O'Neill Cruz, home runs and RBIs in the regular season you know like there's a lot of these guys that are that are young that are debuting that there's odds out there on on their production and we're going to pull these odds out and we're going to talk about this during our mailbag on Monday um, but in the meantime I bet is your continued source for all the sports information head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because bet online is where the game starts the last bit of this couple guys I just want to cover real quick former top prospects that are now in MLB. Uh, so the first one, right-hand pitcher Casey Mize of the Tigers. Former Auburn Tiger, he was a one-one there. And the quote from the scout was, "The command is back to what it was. It's not trying to search for that velocity. The command is there. I think he's got a chance to get a couple votes for the Cy Young Award." There is a dog going nuts outside my my office window. This is wild. They've got Eduardo Rodriguez there. They've got a fallback guy. Mize doesn't have to be the ace at his age, which is good. Um, I think it's going to be a really good year. Some guys were concerned because he was over-reliant on the splitter. That was kind of a concern. Then last year, he went on a search for velocity. He was touching some good velocities, but it didn't really work with how he pitched, in my opinion. He's going to take another step forward a couple of them. Last year, his command wasn't very good, but it was 80 grade in A-ball, and it's back. It's really good now. So yeah, Casey Mize was a guy that was absolutely known a lot as having fantastic, just just amazing command. Um, it was a one-one went to Double A in his first season, threw a no-hitter. Um, when he came back, he was still healing a bit, uh, struggled there. Alternate site in 2020 debuted, struggled, and then 2021, um, you know, looked better. I still think he has number one stuff. I mean, he's got a he's got a slider. Uh, upper 80s he's got that good mid 90s fastball the diving splitter um you know a low you know a low 80s curveball he's got a lot of good pitches and it's good to hear that his command's been a little bit back um instead of that extra velocity i would rather have you know above average velocity and great command than um above average to like to, then plus velocity with below average command So I'm glad he's kind of fixed that. I'm kind of glad he's gone back to where he originally was. Um, Another guy, catcher Tyler Stevenson for the Reds. And this scout had some interesting things to say. Circle his name. That guy, he's going to be a good player sooner than later. It's an impressive catcher's package of strength, athleticism, plus arm, plus raw power, bat-to-ball skills. He's a foundational talent that you build around. Defense is still a work in progress but he's certainly athletic enough and his work ethic is so great. Makeup is so good. I think he's going to be fine back there. He's got a chance to be a good player for a long time. It's a big, strong kid who seems to get it on every level. The performance, the professionalism, maturity, and that's all part of it. So Tyler Stevenson for the Reds. I mean, a guy that they absolutely, if you remember, he was one of the top prospects in their system. I think he got as high as number four or so. Um, But absolutely going to be a foundational piece for them for a Reds team that is rebuilding right now a a Reds team that has gotten rid of talent has sold off pieces Uh, they're trying to quote align payroll to resources which really just means we're going to uh, get rid of guys because we're not trying to compete right now but a guy they can build around in that and then the last one and this is a throw-in for all of you fantasy baseball fans Dalton Varsho the catcher and outfielder for the Diamondbacks says here he's looked good obviously he's super athletic And he's even more athletic than you see on video or on camera. I thought he'd be an average defender in center. He might even be above average. Definitely better than I thought. He moves so well and his bat speed is there, he looks pretty good offensively. He looks comfortable at the plate, not really pressing, knows he has a job, and isn't trying to force anything. He's working counts and selling out for power in the right counts when he's up 2-0, 2-1, and knows he's going to get fastball. He's been a little too early pulling stuff foul, but that's timing. Once he gets his timing down, I think he might be a 20 homer guy. I didn't know if he would be before, but he's got the bat speed, he's got the talent, and he's athletic as heck. So, fantasy baseball fans, if you listen to the end, here's my throw-in for you. Dalton Varsho is going to play center field. He will have catcher eligibility through this season. Draft him, put him at your catcher spot, and leave it alone. He's going to play 80% of the games, provided he's healthy, in the outfield. And his production for an outfielder isn't anything to talk about. You know, 15, 20 home runs, some stolen bases, but for a catcher, it's fantastic. One of my favorite things to do in fantasy is to take guys who are traditionally at one position and play them at a at a position where their offense plays up. So Max Muncy, uh, I had Max Muncy last year. He wasn't my first baseman. I had him at second because compared to second baseman, he had a, he had higher power. Dalton Barstow, same situation here. He's a guy where he's going to give you better catcher numbers than most catchers will. He won't be playing catcher. After next year, he's not going to be eligible at catcher. He'll just have outfit eligibility in fantasy. But go for it. It's going to be great. Um, in the meantime, Monday is a mailbag. So if you have questions, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us at prospects at gmail.com. But until then, This has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.